This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. It's thrilled to be joined by a very special person, Micheline Davis. Micheline's been a leader in healthcare and a leader particularly in diversity, equity, and inclusion, and a whole lot more, and just a magnificent, passionate leader. Micheline's now taken the role of leading up the National Medical Fellowships. She's going to talk to us about this organization, about what she's doing, and so forth. Ms. Wayne, can you take a moment to tell us about yourself and about National Medical Fellowships? Thank you so much for having me, Scott, and happy to do so. Um, I am uh, recently uh, taking the helm of this prestigious organization, National Medical Fellowships, um, but I'd like to step back for a moment so that uh, your listeners understand that I'm actually coming to this role from healthcare administration. So for um, uh, the last Actually, over a decade, I have literally been functioning as a healthcare administrator in one of the largest academic medical center systems um, in the Northeast. Um, and there I served as their executive vice president, chief corporate affairs officer, overseeing policy development, government affairs, um, uh, external affairs, global health, and a litany of other uh, topics. What's really interesting is that I've now come to National Medical Fellowship because of the fact that this organization that has been here for 75 years has really been an incredibly best kept secret and it needs to be a secret no more. National Medical Fellowship is the sole organization in the country that is solely dedicated to ensuring that there are more physicians from underrepresented communities literally making it through medical school. Um, and so it's just really a pleasure in order to be here. And, and tell us what National Medical Fellowships does. Tell us about the organization. Oh, absolutely. So um, we really seek to empower and support aspiring physicians and health professionals who are underrepresented in medicine to contribute to the health of our overall nation. And um, we really envision a diverse healthcare workforce, which will have the leadership commitment and cultural competency to finally achieve health equity. Um, we provide scholarships and support for underrepresented um, students in medicine and allied health professions. Um, we were founded, uh, as I mentioned, uh, 35 years ago in 1946, and we are actually one of the country's first diversity organizations. Um, it really is a, a, a unique opportunity to partner with incredible um, entities like what we're doing right now with um, Johnson & Johnson, the Janssen Division, and Merck, where we're literally partnering on clinical trials so that we can further um, uh, emphasize the pipeline of physician scientists. Uh, we've done this, we're doing the same thing with the Bristol Myers Squibb Foundation. You may have heard about that $100 million grant in order to ensure that we are creating a curriculum and pipeline for more physicians, um, uh, scientists to become clinical researchers and clinical investigators, really helping to bring cultural competency to clinical trials, which is such an important element. As we stand right now, we find ourselves in the midst of a global vaccination effort. This is one of those and, things that will really help to address hesitancy. And Ms. Wayne, when you, how did you come to this role? How did you join this? How, did they seek you out? Did you seek them out? How did you become familiar with National Medical Fellowships? Because you're such a magnificent leader and, and you've been such a passionate leader within great health systems that it's, it's exciting for me to see you take this role. So just how did you come to this? So there was a nationwide search 
um, and I actually um, was not contacted by the search firm, but rather by someone else who um, uh, knew about the search, and so they advised me uh, about it. What was really interesting is that I initially thought, um, uh, you know, perhaps that's a, that's a fantastic role for someone else, but I am so in love with this organization, Scott. The more that I talked about it, um, with others, the more research that I did about just the, the long-term history about it, the fact that we are in the midst of a global pandemic and an international reawakening around racial and social justice, NMF is the organization that is best positioned in order to truly push forward the needle of health equity. Ms. Lane, as, as I hear you talking, and, and I've known you over the last several years in your leadership of great organizations and your zest in, in, in life's purpose in trying to improve health equity, is there any role better suited for you that fits your life purpose better than you running the National Medical Fellowships and trying to improve health equity and recruit more people into sciences and, and provide opportunities for more people to become doctors and researchers and scientists? of minority communities. Is there any organization that better fits your life purpose? Oh my goodness, Scott, that's a great question. Thank you. I do not believe so. Uh, this is more of a calling than a job. And on this side of COVID, I needed to make certain that the dash in my life between my date of arrival on this planet, my date of departure was really going to mean something. Just 5% of physicians uh, across the country are black. And yet a 2018 National Bureau of Economic Research study literally showed us that when black patients and physicians were paired together, they had better health outcomes. It is so incredibly important to ensure a pipeline of future physicians of color, especially those from underrepresented communities, um, that coming to NMF has been uh, really a dream come true. If 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 I, I don't know the exact number, but somewhere between ten to twelve percent of our of our nation is black, and if five percent of doctors are black, how do we close that gap? And it's not that that gap's a ceiling, but how do we close that gap so we get closer to this better representation? Because we know, oh, people can be treated better if people can communicate better, if they're more comfortable with each other, and, and a whole set of reasons that people with shared experiences to sometimes do better in care, at least at least in the black communities. How do we close that gap? Yeah, a lot of that, my friend, um, is exactly where NMF comes in in order to, to aid organizations in actually achieving this element of their equity commitment. We saw lots of statements that were issued, and hooray, at least we're finally having um, a public discussion about what we know to be so. But really, um, by ensuring that future pipeline of physicians and physician leaders, right? We talk about systems change all the time, but really what's Key, what's key and important to this is ensuring that there are individuals who are from underrepresented vulnerable communities who are literally able to ascend to leadership within these systems and these structures to bring about real change. That is exactly what National Medical Fellowships does. We partner with entities in order to provide scholarships, both need-based and merit-based. We ensure access to opportunity um, and really encourage so many of our scholars. Now, after 75 years, we have awarded $40 million to over 32,000 alumni. But we have encouraged these alumni to return to these vulnerable communities in order to ensure that there is access and opportunity 
opportunity for future generations. You know, when we talk about what do we need to do about that, we also need to make certain that we're paying attention to the pipeline and that we're doing it often and early enough, right? We cannot wait for individuals who are just in medical school. We really sincerely need to make certain that there are more uh, efforts to attach to students much earlier in the trajectory of their educational career. We know that we have lost over 3,600 healthcare workers to COVID. The majority of those healthcare workers were black and brown. So we literally have just seen an entire generation of healthcare clinician wiped out. We have a lot to do in order to make up that ground. There are other things that can be done in order to make certain that we are closing that gap. One of them is to ensure that we are considering the historical um, structural and systemic inequities that really created this barrier in the first place, right? We know that um, uh, educational attainment is not uniform across the board, but we know that a lot of that had to do with redlining and a lot of it had to do with under-resourced areas and communities. So really ensuring that we are uh, what I believe Dr. Valerie Montgomery Rice likes to call applying a holistic review to a process for medical school um, uh, enrollment um, as well as others. So it's really a significant aspect, but it can be done and it can only be done together. Thank you very much. And in, in, in short order, we sort of need to double to triple the number of black physicians and clinicians at every level in leadership and so forth. And, and, and thank goodness for you being in the middle of this fight and this effort to do so much learning. It's always inspiring to talk to you. I cannot wait to get you back on to talk to you more about sort of what your core goals this year are, where you're going to spend most of your time. We'll be working with institutions in great spots. We'll be working with communities to encourage people to become doctors. Will it be with, uh, you know, raising funds for the National Medical Fellowships? I, I can't wait to visit with you further. Can you tell us just really quickly where people could learn more about the organization? Absolutely. I invite everyone to please visit us at nmsonline.org. That's nmsonline.org. And follow us on social as well. We'd love to have you join us on this journey. Mr. Ling, thank you so much for joining us. I can't wait to speak with you again shortly. Thank you very much. Thank you, Scott.